now you're recording. Yes. Is this going to show up on your uh, podcast movement roundup podcast? Who knows? Not this part, because we're talking over it. Oh, it now it has to, because it's meta. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're standing here watching Clark Buckner record these audio sounds of the street performer. Where's the mic on the Apple Watch? Is it not just recording your arm hair right now? It is. <laughs> My arm hair has wicked skills. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I'm your host, Eric Fisher. This is the show where we talk to the people behind the productivity, and if this is your first episode, know that it is not a traditional opening to the show. However, for the nature of this show, I thought that it would make sense to do an opening clip because this is going to be a little bit different style show. I have a few different things that I want to talk about, and first and foremost, you need to know there is no guest on this show. It is a solo show. This is an Eric Fisher talking as Eric Fisher show. And for those of you who are longtime listeners know, that's rare, and so you're in for a treat. So let me give you a little bit of a heads up as to what I'm going to be talking about. So first and foremost, this is going to be a bit of a time-traveling episode. Why? Well, because first off, we're going to cover the entire month of June 2016. We are going to then jump ahead into beginning of July, around July 4th and the first week of July, where I took a trip to Chicago to attend the podcast conference, Podcast Movement. And since then, I've had some thoughts on both the month of June and what I was doing there with an experiment, which I will go into in depth in a moment, as well as some of the thoughts that I had coming out of my experience in Chicago during podcast movement. I came away with a lot of thoughts out of that visit to Chicago for podcast movement that aren't just limited to productivity, although do extend to that. They also cross over into the realm of traveling and taking breaks, as well as podcasting itself. Not to mention how hindsight can confirm your calling, as you've, as you've heard on this show and many other shows. And you may have even heard the famous Steve Jobs commencement address that he did, where he mentions the idea that connecting the dots happens in hindsight, and then you can see the dots moving from the past through to your current situation, and how experience and working hard and Figuring things out is not wasted. You always apply that to the next thing that you're doing. And I have a few instances where I can show you <laughs> with some, uh, some interesting clips. Yes, I'm going to play clips this episode. So before we get into that, I want to say thank you to FreshBooks for supporting Beyond the To-Do List and for sponsoring this episode of Beyond the To-Do List. Just the other day, I was sitting and talking with a friend of mine. We went to a mid-morning breakfast over at a place that we can, within walking distance, go to from where we live. And it's one of those places where it's kind of a greasy spoon, you know, the kind of place where you can go and you sit and you can get eggs and bacon and hash browns and toast and pancakes or French toast or sausage and especially coffee. And you can get all that for, you know, two bucks. And that may be an exaggeration, but not by much. So anyway, we're sitting there and we're talking about podcast movement. I'm filling him in on stuff that happened and we're talking about what we need to do that day and plans for the weekend and different things like that. And he mentions that he's got uh, some different things freelance wise he needs to uh, he needs to get paid. He needs to he needs to sit down and actually do some invoicing. And I say, dude, 
you've got to use my sponsor. You need to go grab FreshBooks. And he's like, no, I know. I hear about them all the time, and I, I've been meaning to do it. And I said, then what's stopping you? And he's just like, I just, I just haven't gotten to it yet. And so I said, dude, just do it. Like, sit down and grab FreshBooks. Because not only can you, as you're doing the projects, just mark off the time that you are putting forth on those projects and already have that all tabulated, you can save your standard templated invoices for those people and then you can send them off and even have it incorporated that, you know, if they don't pay you right away, they've got reminders automated in and all of that. Not to mention the fact that here we are sitting here having breakfast and it's a semi-business breakfast and, you know, you can take a picture of the receipt with your phone and use that inside FreshBooks to mark off the fact that you are tracking your expenses as well. So I told him to use my promo code. <laughs> All you have to do to do that is you, you head on over to freshbooks.com slash to do. That's freshbooks.com slash T-O-D-O. And in the how did you hear about us section, you just fill in T-O-D-O or to do. And it helps out beyond the to-do list, the show. It helps out FreshBooks to know where you heard of them. And it helps you out because then in the case of my friend, like him, you can then sit down, submit a bunch of invoices a lot quicker to where it's less of a blockade in your mind that keeps you from submitting something that you know is owed to you, that money is owed to you. So go get it. Go get FreshBooks. FreshBooks.com slash to-do. Enter to-do in the how did you hear about us. It helps out this show. Thank you, FreshBooks, for sponsoring this episode of Beyond the To-Do List. So in the month of June, I did an interesting experiment. I was feeling kind of, I wouldn't say lazy, but I was feeling kind of sluggish. Actually, sluggish is probably the exact word. I was just feeling more tired than usual and less, uh, you know, snappy, less, you know, awake, less able to make decisions quickly or sit and have deep thought easily. It was a struggle. That kind of struggle where, you know, you're sipping on coffee just to kind of stay awake, like it's a crutch instead of an enjoyment. And I hate when coffee gets that way. Trust me. It's not meant to be a crutch. <laughs> and, I, and I know I hear you saying, yeah, but it's so helpful. Well, it, it is. And we'll, and we'll get to that. So I was feeling like I needed to do something, something immediate, something that I would feel kind of quick change about in the sense that like I needed a nap, but I needed like a month long nap. So I decided why not intentionally set up some guidelines for the month. And I called them rules. There's been another episode where we've talked about, you know, willpower and different approaches, whether it's it's a rule or it's a resolution or it's a, a suggestion or it's a guideline or it's, you know, set in stone, all that kind of stuff. And really what I wanted to do was just say, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to experiment with it for the month of June and we will see how I come out at the back end of June, starting on the 1st of June, which was the day that I was meeting with my mastermind. For those of you unaware of what the word mastermind means, it's essentially a group of people who get together and push each other to be better than they are without meeting. So there's five of us in the group. It was my hot seat. Hot seat means it's the day that it was spotlight was on me. It was my turn to talk and confess my sins and talk about what I wanted to do and where I was going and what I was struggling with and get input. And so I decided I wanted to go that route. And, and by the end of the, the session, aside from talking about a few other things, I decided that my rules were that I was going to consume only water that I was going to hydrate, and I was going to hydrate as properly as possible. So that was number one. Number two was that I was going to test my willpower. And I thought, I'll be able to test my willpower 
more easily by doing it for a certain section of time instead of just saying, from this day forward, I will not you know, do this one thing. And by having it be a specific set of time, I was able to focus in on the fact that I wanted to stop eating snacks, specifically snacks after about 8 p.m. There's really no reason for me to put anything in my stomach other than to say, soothe an upset stomach at that time of night. It serves no purpose. The fuel isn't going to get used. It's me storing food away for the winter in my belly. And that's not what I wanted. Rule number three. 30 minutes of physical activity, six days a week. Yeah, I know. That may be a bit overwhelming for some. I felt that that was actually pretty accurate, a a pretty realistic expectation. I could do this. I knew I could do this. It's not too much. So... That, and, and the plan was to figure out how to make that work. And that was, that was actually part of the struggle with this, was not to, oh no, you must adhere to these rules at all times. It was, these are what I'm aiming for, and I'm going to see how well I do with them moving forward and figure out the working out of doing these, actively pursuing, following these guidelines that I had set up for myself moving forward for the month of June. So what were the results? Well, before I get to those results, I want to tell you what some of the experiences were as I went through. So number one, drinking water, drinking only water for that matter. Some of you would say, well, geez, no coffee? Yeah, no coffee. But what that forced me to do was get enough sleep because I knew I was not going to get any coffee the next morning. So I needed to get to bed a little bit earlier. Also, going to bed a little bit earlier made it a little less hard to struggle with, man, I really would like a snack right now at about 9 or 9.30 at night. So getting in bed about then and getting enough sleep and then getting up at the right time and drinking a bunch of water first thing in the morning, those two things kind of worked hand in hand, and especially drinking all that water. I felt amazing. Hydration is so stinking important. I mean, you've heard it probably everywhere before. But take it from my experience that every time that I have focused in on hydrating properly, I have always felt better than when I have not hydrated properly but been drinking consistent coffee or caffeine intake. There's just no comparison. So how was I facilitating this water drinking, this hydrating? I have a 25-ounce bottle, and I fill it with water, and I stick it in the fridge, and then the next morning, first thing I get up, I drink the entire thing. And no, I don't mean I sip and sip and sip. I mean I like pound half of it at least, almost, at first, and take a breath and then do the rest. And an hour or two or three goes by, and it's not like I've just run to the bathroom 12 times. No, maybe once, maybe twice. And you know why that is? It's because my body is starving for hydration (laughs) that soon after sleeping that long. And it just sets up the day in in just this this new way and my brain is like got everything it needs like I'm not I'm not having as many headaches because again half the time you have a headache it's cuz you're dehydrated it's not that you need some caffeine it's not that you need more sleep although that could be helpful but going for the water first always 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 better so let's see so i would drink that first 25 ounces 25 ounces in the first thing in the morning And then I'd usually have another one before lunch and then another one before dinner and then start in on one with dinner through to the end of the night. So about 100 ounces, somewhere between 75 and 100. Now, on an average day prior to this month of June putting this in place, I was probably having two of those a day, maybe. So I was effectively doubling my water intake, which was great. And I felt great doing it. 
That is what the experience of having the water was. Number two, no eating after 8 p.m. This was honestly not as hard as I thought, especially because of the drinking the water. However, there were times when it was a bit difficult, and so what I did (laughs) was I would, as soon as dinner was over, I'd brush my teeth or wait a little while, maybe wait till like 7 or near 8 when the kids were going to bed or getting ready for bed, and I would brush my teeth then. And that would kind of set that... Ew, I don't want to brush my teeth and then eat something psychological. Ew, I don't want to taste stuff poorly. So that's what I did, and that helped as well. And honestly, I just felt less sluggish in the evening, and I even felt more clear-headed as I was getting ready for bed and winding down in the evening. I didn't feel like laying around and like falling asleep without going to sleep. No, I actually felt healthy. I felt attentive, but not wired. So... That was pretty cool. And honestly, feeding back into the lack of caffeine in my body, (laughs) I was not feeling all anxious and wired as much. I was feeling a very zen-like peacefulness or just, again, having just water and having just the not eating after 8 p.m. That was great. Rule number three, 30 minutes of physical activity, six days a week. I would love to say that I achieved this. But I don't think that there was any given week where I actually did six days. But what I will say is that I always did four or five. And I'm not entirely sure which it was, which weeks, but I always know it was at least four, if not five, and here's why. I always chose one of the times to go do the physical activity for 30 minutes, actually it was more like 45 with these certain days, is the days that I had to mow the lawn. And on average, that was about once a week. So that was already one. And then the other times I would get up and I would go uh, to the YMCA. And I would get on the treadmill and I'd crank my workout playlist and just sweat it out. And honestly, I really, really enjoyed that. And here's the thing. Had I said four or five times a week physical activity for 30 minutes, I would have done two to three times a week. By setting it up as six days a week, I actually did more than I probably would have doing only Again, a a lower threshold or a lower personal intention or requirement for myself. Now, should I have said, okay, every day? No, because then I would have felt overwhelmed. Six is kind of that threshold of, no, I can do every day and then take one off. Cool. And even if I don't get every single one, still go back the next day after I missed one for hopefully a really good reason or just life and being flexible about it and just moving forward. Because my intention would be to do this anyway, far past June. So there's one other component to this, which was that as I was doing these six days a week or more like four to five days a week of 30 minutes of physical activity and not eating after 8 p.m. and drinking so much water is that I was losing weight. I was feeling more awake. I was craving certain foods less and really wanting fuel more than food. And it also reinforced this possibility of change. One other key factor, and and again, here's the headline being buried on purpose, is that I lost 20 pounds. But I bury it on purpose because that's not what this was about. It was about pure experimentation, pure experiential experimentation, I should say, and to find out what would happen. There are are a couple other key pieces here, though. Typically, then, because I was working out that much and not eating past 8 p.m. and snacking on crap and drinking all that water, I was desiring less crappy foods and was putting more fuel-like foods, like I said earlier, into my body. And I craved the fuel, not the food. 
Now, that's not to say that I don't occasionally like, man, I really would like to enjoy some pizza. Here's the thing, I did. And I didn't have any kind of like dietary restrictions on myself other than these that I already have stated. So what I did was, over the weekend, on a Saturday or a Sunday or both, I would quote-unquote allow, again, even though there was no rule against this, I would allow some ice cream or some pizza or... I did eventually, because I had been worn out doing a few things once in a while, drank black coffee. And I didn't want to put in creamer or sugar into it because I didn't want to ingest a bunch of sugar. So that was one other byproduct of this whole thing was that I just decided I just don't want that sugar. I don't want to ingest this stuff that's going to slow me down. I'm all about moving forward in the right way right now. So I guess you're wondering, now that this is past the end of June, what's happening? What's going on? What's, what am I doing to move forward? Well, here's the thing. I also did this with full knowledge in mind that the ending of the month of June would then transition into the beginning of the month of July. Fancy that. And that July 4th in the United States is known as Independence Day. It's a patriotic holiday, but food also plays a big part. We are independent to eat whatever we want. And so with that in mind, I knew that I was going to be eating some things right off the bat in the new month that weren't probably going to make me feel all that great later on, even though in the moment I would enjoy them. Not to mention, I also knew that soon after July 4th, I'd be headed up to Chicago to Podcast Movement for an event for podcasters and podcast enthusiasts in Chicago, another great place for food. So again, that was part of the quote-unquote reward maybe for getting through and following through with these rules that I had set in place. And again, I lost 20 pounds and I felt it, or I should say I felt the lack of it and felt great. So what am I doing moving forward? Well, honestly, I'm going to tweak these back into my system again. I think that the I think that those three rules of drinking only water and the way that I was going about it, and I think that the no eating after 8 p.m. rule was a great rule, and even the 30 minutes of physical activity six days a week, like the time that I didn't get to go or just felt it was a bit difficult to fit it in with the holiday stuff, and yes, I know, I could have fit it in. However... I also decided I wasn't going to stress out about not making it because I knew I was going to wind up and go for the second round of experimentation. I have craved going back to the gym. That is a good sign. I have craved drinking more water. Yet another good sign. And though I have more often than not in the past two weeks, had more to eat or drink after the late hour of 8 p.m., I have not felt great about it. And I've decided, you know, no, nah, I don't, I just, I don't really want to. And I've kind of started to wean myself off of that again. So there will be an update at some point in the future about all of this, I am sure. But for now, that is my rundown of that experiment. And I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that you get something out of that by hearing somebody else test some things there. So moving into Chicago, you can now guess that the clip that started off the beginning of this episode, that was actually a clip that I recorded on my Apple Watch, while out returning from lunch with my friend Blake Stratton and a few others, we went to Shake Shack. Yes, again, <laughs> I knew I was going to be eating this stuff, so I knew that having guilt about it was going to be a, a detriment, so I decided not to have any. <laughs> but yes, that clip is there. I'm standing there. It, it was moments like those peppered throughout the time in Chicago that I had 
which really just reinforced again that going to conferences can really shake you out of maybe a rut that you've been in. And I highly suggest that if you're feeling stuck, one of the best ways to get unstuck is to go meet with other people, whether that's at a conference or just online. I was actually emailing with Chris Brogan a couple of weeks ago, and he said that getting together with other people, he said that with any of our various nerd tribes or <laughs> you know whatever it is you are into, he said, and I quote, we gather to reinforce that we're not just weird losers. Everything looks better in numbers instead of solo. And I really like that. I like that reinforcing that we are not weird losers and we're reaffirming I am part of this tribe. So I went to Podcast Movement to reaffirm that I am a podcaster and meet with other podcasters, learn about podcasting, talk about podcasting, think about podcasting. And this was the first time in a while that I'd gone to a conference and not spoken at the conference. And it's a different dynamic. And, and it's actually in a, a dynamic I really appreciate. It's nice to attend a conference to have a focus in on networking and relationships. And that was really cool. It was nice to get out and about in the big city and take walks, to sit outside, intelligentsia coffee, and see a guy walk in and say, is that the guitarist from The Roots? And then find out, yep, it is. And then say hi and say thank you to him. Yes, that did happen. And to even hang out with other productivity podcasters like Jeff Sanders from The 5 a.m. Miracle. And even just talk about <laughs> the fact that, you know, standing in line for Shake Shack, Jeff was talking about this almost guilt of going to a conference and feeling like I could be back home getting all this quote unquote stuff done. And I said, yeah, but it's that opportunity cost that is perpetual where you could always be doing any number of other things. And yet the investment of coming to this conference and spending time here with people and around something that you have chosen to make part of your career, that is also being productive. It is saying yes to the right things and, and saying no to the wrong things. So hence you have moments like this one, where after lunch at Shake Shack, we are walking back and we're thinking about podcasting and we've been talking about it. And get, don't get me wrong, podcasters don't just get together and talk about podcasting. We talked about a number of other things, but we're walking back down Michigan Avenue, I believe, and Clark Buckner pulls out recording equipment and goes over near someone who's sitting there and he's playing this guitar and it's just echoing up the canyons of the concrete buildings in this concrete jungle and it's beautiful and so that's when I took that clip on my Apple Watch but later uh, not only in the moment but then later when Clark sent me the clip and I listened to it and you can hear it playing underneath here it, it's just beautiful it, it does something that had I not gone and done that I wouldn't have had that moment of peace that moment with my friends that I don't see that often and that moment of just breathing that moment of slowing down and appreciating what's around you and being present where I was 
and appreciate it. So that moment really set the tone for what was the remainder of the trip there and even time since as I've come back and even some of the times where I James Cordoned, as I like to refer to it, uh, singing uh, songs in the car on the way home, solo by myself driving for three hours. And those are just some really great moments. Prior to going to Chicago by about a week or so, I had had a conversation on the Podcast Junkies podcast, which is all about podcasters and getting to know those podcasters better by the host of that show, Harry Duran. And we got to talking and I realized there were some moments in my past specifically that really fed into my love of podcasting. And for you to really understand that, I need to play you a clip here. And this is my grandfather (laughs) back in 1982 interviewing me when I was about four. Okay, I want you to tell me about camping because we went upstairs and did some camping, didn't we? Yeah. What did we do up there? We cooked um, marshmallows and we cooked hot dogs. How could we cook up there? Was there a fire up there? Oh, hmm. What were we burning? We're burning a hot dog. <laughs> were they delicious? Yeah. Was Evie up there? Yeah. What was he doing? He was trying to monk us up. Monk us up? Yeah. Did he do it? Nope. How come? Oh, because we going to do it. Because we were going to do it? Yeah. <clears throat> what did we have to drink up there? Yeah, did you like it? Yeah, and coffee. You had some beer one time at the table. Did you like it then? Hmm? Remember at the kitchen table? No, I didn't. What did you do with it? I spit it out. You did? (laughs) Would you spit out ice cream? Don't do that. Okay. You're kind of silly, aren't you? So as you can see... I started out being a podcast interviewee way back when. (laughs) And it never went away because as we got older, my brothers and I, we started to record more and more on our tape that uh, my grandfather had continued to record us on. And then we would eventually take over and pull out the microphone and pop the tape in and hit record. And we'd pretend we were radio announcers on the PBS public broadcasting station of WXXI in Rochester, New York, which funny enough, my sister-in-law now works at. So full circle in some ways. But a few months ago, I was playing around with an app and I did the same thing with my son. (laughs) I recorded him talking with me. And so have a listen to this. All right. I'm here with my son, Evan, and he is four and a half-ish. And mom and sister are out tonight, so we're having boy time. What are we doing? We're we're singing songs. Yeah, we are. We we just we just are. Oh, what what songs are we singing? Teenagers rock star. Teenagers rock star. Yeah. Did you make that song up? Yeah. That is so cool. Are you a teenage rock star? Oh, sure. Well, sure. Okay. 
How do you know? Do you, do you want me to just sing it? Sure, go ahead. I'd love to hear that song. I am a teenager. I live in school. Also, I am a T-Rex. That means I am a teenager. Rock star, dinosaur. Yes, I'm a teenager. Yes, I'm a teenager because there are T-Rex and evil and rock star dinosaur and you are a teenager bam this is over well folks you've heard it here first the debut of his new hit single from evan fisher teenage rock star although i would have assumed that in parentheses after that it would have said t-rex thank you for listening So as you can see, my son has already started in on (laughs) doing his creative process. And again, there was no option to be a podcaster back when I was graduating college. And yes, I did do an internship at a radio station where I recorded the weather and I played the commercials in between baseball games on a Sunday afternoon. Podcasting wasn't a thing yet, though. And so I didn't have that as an option. It just goes back to the Steve Jobs quote where he says, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. So you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something, your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. That is the quote from Steve Jobs that he gave when he was giving the commencement speech at Stanford in June 2005. So where does this all connect? Ultimately, I hit pause and decided to do a few specific things in the month of June. I also hit pause and decided to take time out to reinvest in podcasting and my love of podcasting and my love of my podcast friends. I also then, from hitting pause on those two things, was able to gain a deeper understanding for not only my craving for mental and physical and emotional and and even spiritual clarity in my life, thanks to the experiments that I ran in June, but was also able to tie that into my trip to Chicago and enjoying time with my friends who also do this thing that I also love to do, this shared passion. So in other words, I reconfirmed that I'm not just some weird loser hitting record in front of a microphone and then pushing it out to you guys, but that you guys are actually getting things out of it. And so many of you came up to me at the conference and said things along the lines of, you were the first podcast I listened to, or you were one of the first podcasts I listened to, or because of listening to your show, I made these changes in my life. If you were one of those people, or even if you are one of those people who has thought that but never reached out, and you can always do that too if you go to beyondthetodolist.com and just click feedback, you can send me a note. I always love to hear from you. But I have to say that hearing from so many of you, one, warmed my heart. Two, really reconfirmed that I am doing good work with this show and will continue to do so, in fact. And three, am making an impact. Thank you. I really, really appreciate it. So that is where I'm at right now. That is uh, June and beginning of July. And now it's time to move forward in the second half of 2016. Part of me is like, wow, 2016 is half over. And part of me is like, wow, we've got another half of 2016 to do some awesome stuff, guys. Let's do this. 
I'm really excited to see where we go and what we do the rest of this year. So I guess that's the call to action I have for you this time is if you have goals and you'd like to maybe use me as a sounding board, feel free. Let me know what you think. I would love to hear from you. Head on over to beyondthetodolist.com. Just hit feedback. Send me a message. Let me know what your thoughts are about this episode and what your thoughts are about the show in general. In fact, I'd love to hear from you. We can go back and forth. We can have a conversation. I would love that. And also, again, because they support this episode, I want to say thank you to FreshBooks for supporting Beyond the To-Do List. Again, if you're somebody who has, in the first half of 2016, not gotten paid as much as you should have for your freelance work, go over to FreshBooks and grab 30 days and try it out and get paid for that money you should have gotten paid already for. Trust me, you deserve it. You did the work. Get paid. Go over to FreshBooks.com slash to-do. Enter to-do in the how did you hear about us section. It helps out beyond the to-do list and it's going to help you out. Make sure to go do that. Make sure to go get paid. Thanks again for listening to this episode. If you're enjoying this show, head on over to iTunes. Leave us a rating, a review. We really appreciate it. It really helps a lot of other people find the show much like how you did. Every little bit helps. Ratings, reviews, I'd love to hear from you. Beyondthetodolist.com slash iTunes. Thanks again for listening, and I will see you next episode. Beyond the To-Do List is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Theorize over the TV shows Once Upon a Time, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, and Under the Dome. Laugh with our clean comedy, delve into science fiction and philosophy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews, and more at noodle.mx.